0: Hey, good evening, everybody. Tonight's Shir has been sponsored anonymously as a schus for the physical and emotional well being of Yidin around the world, the frat, the yisrael, and Eretz yisrael that are in the Matzah of Tsar. whether it's those that are unfortunately in captivity or those that are chayli yisrael in hospitals or the soldiers on the battlefield and all of the Yidin who are in danger. As Hashem the schus of our learning should be a schus, yamad kulam, that they should be. The us all out. so, we began Perakut Gimel last week, and we saw the very tragic incident of Amnon, the son of David, who was actually the oldest son, who was the crown prince, who had a tremendous Torah and was Ma'anis, his sister was not halachically <coughs> a sister, but was a daughter of Dovna Melech from Asha Sifas Te'er. And this sister of his, well, maybe not halachic sister, but definitely biological sister, was also a brother, a full brother of Avshalom, because Avshalom was from the same mother. They're both the son of, they're both children of the daughter of the king of Geshur. And Avshalom was obviously incensed, he was enraged that his sister had been violated in this way, and he really was plotting revenge against his brother Amning, but he, with Chachma, he held his peace for two years, because he wanted to wait, at least Adar he wanted to wait for Amning to let his guard down. So we're going to begin again from, and this is Avshalom's revenge, which all of this story the violation of Tamar and then, then Avshalem's revenge is all part of the punishment that was Gezer to David because of what he had done with Ba'sheba. So the Pasuk begins, Perak Yud Gimel of Gimel. So it was two years after this incident. And Avshalem had his flocks of sheep, and they were. Shearing the sheep, and in those days, he used to make a tremendous simcha. If you remember, Novel made a big party, right? That was when Tabarim almost killed Novel and, and ended up not killing him, but that all took place during the tremendous party that took place in their geizes when they were shearing the sheep. This was this man, you know, sort of the concept of the osif, that when a person gathers in all the shefa for my Kodesh they'd make a big simcha, and a masudah, to thank a So Sholem was shearing a sheep of Al a Sheam and him cool the entire to come for the feast. Now, why did Avshalom wait two years for revenge? So I already mentioned Al b'derech is because he realized that if he invite Amnon to a party the next day after what happened, Amnon will realize that this is not so pushit, and he would stay away. And he had to wait until Amnon let his guard down. That is b'derech pshat. But the Gemara. Yishalmi in Sita says Yeshchus Teilus Shdei Shonim. Yimar discusses that sometimes the schus could be tail. Nuchanetzar <laughs> had his punishment put off for a year by giving tzedaka. Some punishments can be put off for two years. What type of schus? Yeshchus Teilus Shdei Shonim. May We learn that from Amly. It says a Yom that Amling deserved the punishment for what he had done. But for two years, he had a schuss that pushed off the punishment. What was the schuss? He was Isaac with Talmud, and Talmateyr has the kayak to push off. So for two years, his punishment was put off because he was Isaac with But I'll call upon him, I've shown him now he's plotting his revenge. He wants Amnon to come to the party. You know, it's not going to be that easy, even though it's been two years, and perhaps Amnon let his guard down somewhat. But still, he has to really figure out a way that Amnon should come to the party without suspecting anything. So what does he do? So he comes up with a plan. Avsholom goes to David, the king. He says that, "My sir, I'm now having a feast, if I'm shearing my sheep. I want to invite the king and all of his servants to come to the feast. Now, Avshalom knew good and well that David's not coming to the party. It's not with l- Yifreid. The Melech doesn't go to such a party. He knew the king wasn't going to come. But Avshalom <coughs> he came. He went and he asked the king, and as expected, the Yemer Hamelach <laughs> Avshalom, Albani, we can't all come. It's going to be too much for you to host an entire royal entourage. boy and Avshalom Mamish made him crazy. But still, Avalpikin double refused, which again, Avshal knew that would happen. He gave him a bracha, and he gave him a bracha that he was so generous that he wanted to invite everyone. But the mice, he wasn't holding by going to the party. It's not with Vichvet HaMelech to go to this party. Why was he maching the king the sugar? He knew the king's not going to come. So the next prosik tells us what his plan was. So Avshalom now turns to the king and he says, okay, fine, Patti, you don't agree to come. Adonih <laughs> HaMelech, he don't speak to Paisi, he speaks to his father, Adonih <laughs> He says, So if you're not going to come, but at least honor me by sending the crown prince, <laughs> why do you want Amnon to go with you? If it's by Avshalom, Avshalom made him push, push very hard, so David sends Amnon together with all of the other princes, and he figures that way there's not any chance of anything untoward happening if everyone's there. And David sends Amnon off to his own death. And again, mamish, you see the 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 punishment of our Baruch was in such a manner that David himself sent Tomer to Amnon to be to to be. Amnon was my anaser. Mamish David himself sent her there, and now David sends Amnon to his own death. And Mamish David, Akal Shvaruchu, was masav v'asibis so David should have to Mamish be the one to carry out his <coughs> own punishments. So V'Aitzav of Sholom is an of Lamer and Avsholom tells his servants that this is the plan. Ruuna ketayv leiv Amnon Wait till Amnon is good and uh, for sheker. And I'm going to give you a signal, you're going to kill Amnoi. When I tell you, kill him, kill him. And don't be afraid. I'm the one who commanded you. Ultimately, if you get in trouble, pin it all on me. I'll take all the blame. Strengthen yourselves and be warriors and listen to me and put them to death. Now, it's interesting why saying how that's going to get them off the hook. We know that a Ritzach that uh, kills Alpi, you know, when it comes to Ritzach. And maybe we'll hold the Meshaleach guilty as well. It was not Medine Shemaim, you know, Medine Odom, Medine Shemaim, and maybe Meshut HaMelech. But, you know, that's not an excuse for the murder himself. So either they somehow thought that Avsholom had a right to do this, or they were, you know, under the spell of Avshalom, and despite the fact that it would seem to be Pasha that it's also Afal Pikain he convinced them that they should kill him. Now, it's interesting, the, the Lashen of the Pasuk, what does the Pasuk say? It says, Hiku is Amnayin, V'amitem, I say, what's his double Lashen? So, the Mepharshim, the Chiktan, and others say, that he told them, I want you to try to get into a fight with him. Hiku I say. And then, once you're in a fight with him, you can sort of make it look like it happened. You know, a drunken brawl broke out. Then before you knew it, next thing you knew, Amnon was dead. That was the plan. But he says, but don't worry. If the plan doesn't work out, then you get blamed for assassinating him. Ultimately, I'll take the blame for telling you to assassinate him. So this was, we're going to try to cover it up. But if that doesn't work out, I'm taking the blame. So the plus makes a lot of sense. He says, Hiku say, and make sure you kill him, and don't be afraid that, that you're going to be busted because ultimately I'm, I'm going to stand behind my order. But Yasunari I have Sholom Amlin, Kashatzi, Avshalom, Avshalom's servants followed his orders, they and they killed Amlin. All the other sons of David, all the other princes, what did they think? They thought this is some sort of coup attempt that Avshalom, as we we'll actually see, Avshalom does mount the rebellion eventually. But they thought, that's not what's going on now, but they thought that Avshalom was trying to wipe out all the sons of the king. You now that was common practice in the Goyish world in those days. You wipe out all the other b'nei ha'malach, and, and then you take the throne for yourself. So they see Amnon, the crown prince, the oldest, is being killed. They assume that, okay, obviously we're next, and they all run for their lives. So they're in the middle of running away. And somehow, in the Bahola, in the confusion, a mistaken message makes it to David. And the message that gets to David was that all of the princes, your entire family, was wiped out. And for David was beyond himself with Tsar. And before we continue the story, just one interesting Chazal to point out over here. To so Shaman Klein... You're not allowed to ride on a mule. Why? Because a mule is a client, right? How do you make a mule from a donkey and a, uh, and, and a horse? It says, You're allowed to wear, at least there's no problem at all, of wearing a wool baggage on top of a linen baggage. At also time, I also make a mixture. Behemish at also Hanuk zoom zoom. Behemoth, we know that kli behemoth even not allowed to be neue noyegishar v'chamor yachtav. So kol shekayn like kol shekayn at also lirkevale. V'aksiv the Gemara asks, "Aye, says the Yerkev u'ishal pray the penusu." So the Gemara says, "Ain l'maidin min hamalchus." We don't learn out from the kingdom because sometimes the kingdom does things that were not appropriate. You know, we don't bring raya. We read, read all these stories like, "Oh, this is a raya. That's a raya." Raisin can have a whole Navish discussing how all shdims, all the halachas down to the Akhrani Akhranim. There's says we don't bring your uh, eyes. The halachas that, that pray the ismu tatavan off from, and the pack of climes is inconsistent. It's interesting, right? Eat, you know that. But? We eat clime off of it. I was about to say, clime is inconsistent. There's certain climes that, you know, you're allowed to make shatness, you're just not allowed to wear it. Shatness is only also or wearing it. You know, other climb, Klai Elon is also to Markev, it's also to Eat, but it's Muta to Eat. Some climb is also to plant and to eat, like Klai Akerim. So it's like a lot of inconsistencies in climb exactly, you know, I guess you Kodesh know, Baruch understands exactly what the Gedadvarm is, but it's like not so Okay, just an interesting side <laughs> point. But to continue with the story, so David gets the news, his entire family is wiped out. This almost, you know, the ultimate tragedy. So, Vayokim Hamelach, David stands up, Vayikris begotten, and he rips his begotten, which Agev Chazal learned from over here, that you have to rice Kriya standing. Gemara says, How do I know that you can have to rice Kriya when you're standing from this posik? Vayokim Hamelach, Vayikris begotten. Gemara says, Maybe because he thought he lost all his family. The Gemara says that, um, now, Afopikain, I'll actually have to stand up to rice Kriya. So, David stands up, he rips his begadim, and he sits down on the floor. All his servants, they all ripped their they all sitting on the floor with rips begadim. And now, remember, who got this whole thing started? David's nephew, Yonadav, was the one who got the whole story started when he gave Amnon this terrible etzah how to be Manus' sister. And now, this Yeynov is still sitting there, he's cool, cool, as a, cool as a cucumber. Now, according to Malbim, that he wasn't a Russian, he never really meant it to come to Maisa, so it's like a it was a mistake, but he understood what was going on, he was just a chokhem. But according to others, he was a Russian, now he's sitting there trying to somehow take credit for himself. Vayan and Shima nephew says, Listen, Al Yemer is Kohan Don't say all the princes were killed, That's not what happened. He is only Amlin who was killed. I understand what happened. He, come on, Avshalom. was out to get Amnon; he's not out to kill everybody. This was something that was sitting in Avshalom's heart. He was waiting to assassinate Avshalom since Amnon, since the day he was Meahnis' sister. Don't don't think that all of your kids were killed. It's not what happened. Ki Amling Levadim is only Amling died, which is interesting, Nechama, because Lom still lost his son, his Ben-Bachar, the oldest living son, the one who was supposed to be the next king. But Afol Piquet, and he said, don't think that everything, the entire family was wiped out. It was only Amlin. <laughs> Vayivrach ran away, <clears throat> <clears throat> And that's very interesting. we stick sticking over here. Avshalom ran away, and then we go back to the story, what happened with all of David's kids. So the Mephoshim explained that Vayivach Avshalom, how did Avshalom manage to escape? David should have chased him down and, and caught him. He's a murderer. But there's such a beholah, and there was this mistake in Shmuel that David's entire family was wiped out, that at this time everyone was frozen, no one sent anyone to chase after Avshalom, and Avshalom was able to take the opportunity to run away. Right, now that we say, Vayibach period. Hanar now we go back to the story in the palace. So in the palace, the lookout was standing on top of the walls and he's looking out. He sees that there's a tremendous group of people coming running, and they're coming running from a different direction, and they're coming running from behind the mountain, and they're not sure exactly what it is you know again speaks up who do you think this is oh, this is all your children they're all coming just like I told you that's how it happened it was only I'm it wasn't the rest of the family interesting that like at such a time he's you know making sure to assert that he was right you know look I was right you know that definitely doesn't sound like he was such a Mer from the way he's talking but you know Malcolm says that you know David kept him around as an advisor and the Navi is made that he was a Chacham, so he couldn't have been too bad. Okay. Bahik just as you know, that we finished speaking, all the king's sons arrived. They all started crying. burst out into crying. Terrible tragedy, the loss of Amnin, the Crown Prince, David's precious son. Now what happened to Avshalom? Avshalom went to his maternal grandfather. You know, that's the problem if you marry a chick, even with one wife tar Torah all day, Eishas, if that's the had, you know, one zeda was, you know, Yishai and David was his father, but from the other side, Avshalom, he had a zeda was a goyesh king. So he went to uh Hizaydah. Now meanwhile David, we go back to David, David was Miss for a tremendous lengthy time when his son has been bar. <laughs> Ve'yeluch gishur, and Avsholom ran away to Geshur, and he was there for three years. Now, these psukim seem very, very strange, right? Amash double psukim. First it says Avsholom ran away, and David was Misabal, and Avsholom ran away to Geshur. Mamish doesn't read. So the Mavarshim explained that there's two steps to Avsholom's running away. The first step was he ran to Zedah, and he was hanging out with the Zedah, right? It says in the Pasik. He ran to Talmai Me- Ben Ahmed Melch Don't say he ran to Gishur. And he was hanging out with the with the king. You know, wherever his grandfather went, he went and he, he, he felt somewhat secure. But then the posse continues. So really this Abu Abu'n Yom is not really telling us about David. It's all part of the telling us what happened to Avshalom. Avshalom heard that David is Mis Abu Yom. The David is very, very upset. The David hasn't moved on. David has not been the Kabul Tanchumim on his son Amnon, and he got scared, and he felt he wasn't even secure enough, you know, traveling with Zaida, the king of Geshur, and the Melav of Baruch, he ran away even from that, and he went to the city of Shalsham for three years, he stayed securely in the city of Geshur. he was too scared to go anywhere else. Now, at the end of this time period, after three years, apparently, David was in on Kabbalah, and now he began to move on. And now, so there's like a missing word over here in the Pesach. Rashi says, a It should have said, nefesh David. David's heart began to long for his son of Shalom. At the end of the day, Amnon was dead, and Gzaira al Amazhishman and you know he began to move on, and now he was missing his son Avshalom. You know, he lost a terrible tragedy. When one son kills another son, not only did he lose Amnon, he lost Avshalom. Oh. Now the continues, next parak, and the is gonna tell us how eventually Avshalom is brought back. Yayev knew that David was pining for Avshalom. Now what's interesting about Yoyav is that Yoyav is always, very often, working behind the scenes to try to get David what is best for him, or what he thinks is best for David, even when David himself doesn't do it. So David, he knows that David is mamish, the, the, the Mefarshim say it's a Lushan, the Prasuk said, T'chal, David, it's a Lushan of Khulsa. Nafshi was Mamish's nephesh, was going out. And so it Mamish was Kolsa nephesh, David Lotseis, Babur Avshalom, the Taiches. That Mamish had such a tremendous taiv, and he understood that it's Mamish, David needed his son back. Now, what's interesting is that some say that maybe he felt it was to his tail us to bring back Avshalom. Maybe he somewhat identified with Avshalom because he also, if you remember, Yahya killed someone who wronged his brother. He killed. Um, Avner, for killing his brother, Avishai. So, you know, there was... for Not Avishai, for killing his brother. um uh, know, uh which brother was it. I forgot. And uh, and <clears throat> so maybe that's why. But I'll call upon him. Or maybe just Pasha felt bad for David. But he felt the best thing to do was he had to try to work on a reconciliation with Avshalom. Now, the Benel, and uh, Malvin go to Alderach Benel, They want to teach it a little bit differently than we would teach it. They taich, you know, because we'll see that Avshalem, Yoev, instead of just going to David and saying, Listen, David, I see you really want to show him, why don't you bring Akavshalem? He comes up with a whole tachpula and a plan. Why does he have to do that? So Malvin says that Adar Abba, he knew that as much as David had this major longing for Avshalom, but he was also still extremely angry at Avshalom, and he still wanted to punish Avshalom. mom says, mm-hmm. He didn't try running after it. He knew that the king was still fuming at Avshalom and wanted to punish him. So He didn't want to go and ask straight up. Because he understood that that was not, he couldn't do that. David still, as much as was kol sanafshin, he had this tremendous longing, but David still laid Hamelchal means against Avshalom Lera, which is talking more the pashas of the lashon. So David was in this very unusual state. On the one hand, he longed for Avshalom, on the other hand, he was still fuming at Avshalom for killing his son Amnin. You Can imagine the mixed emotion of a father whose one son harms another son. You know? Makes us you know, stop and think how a Baruch Hu feels when. One Yid harms another Yid, you know, it's the mixed emotions. And David, at on the one hand, wants to punish him, on the other hand, he wants him back. So Yoyev realizes he has to somehow work subtly with a trick to get David to see things in a different light. So, so Yoyev decides that he needs to come with a whole fake story. They're going to come to David HaMalch with a fake story, and they're going to convince David to allow Avshalem back indirectly. That means that David's going to speak about a different story, and we're going to get David to admit that Avsholim deserves to be let back. When he's not talking about Avshalem, then we can say, oh, see, that's what you said about this one. Take Avsholim back as well. Now, the Rabag says that this is one of the... You know, the Rabag has a list of te'eleses. You know, he, it's every few So, You know, I have... Uh, uh, there's, a, there's a, one of the online the Vian, that has just this but they, they conveniently put their al-bag along with each and so makes it much easier to find otherwise you have to go until you know, you have, if you proc them, you get a whole long list and you have to search through them but their al says that one of the, that the te'eles of this story is that a person should learn that this is the derech ha when you want to convince someone of something and they don't want to do it don't approach head on, you bang someone head on they're going to fight back you have to work sideways, you know, come around and try to get them to see in a different light what you want. And then you can, you know, switch around and say, oh, you see, you see, you agree to this, let's now, you know, that, that's the way to, to talk to somebody. So Yoyev sent to Tekoya to, to get an Isha Chachama to carry out his plot. You need someone. She has to be very smart because she has to be a good actress. And we'll see, Yoev's is going to give her a whole story to say. Yoyev was a tremendous Chacham. But, you know, you take a good actor... And there's someone else who's not part of the play, so Dovid part wasn't, you know, pre-planned. So she had to be able to think on the fly. She had to be able to act well. So you need an ishachachama. Chazal say they sent it the to Tzayah because Tzayah is where there's a lot of shem and zayis. And maish not shnot, Tzayah, Amr, Rabbi Yechon, Miter, Shigil, M'shem and zayis, chokh behen, right? Ruggel M'shem and brings out Chachma. So Tzayah was a place they grew a lot of olives, and they had much olive oil. So fine, sent for this ishachachama. So Yehya said, "This is the plan. His I need you to act like you're an Avelis. big day evil. put on big day evil. and do not anoint yourself with oil. And this is one of the Macarius that Avils also berchitza because she's not going to put on oil and sicha and berchitza go together. Though so we can't learn things from Navi. Ah, oh, it's a Givali point. We said you can't learn things from the Bnei royal family, this is lady's not part of the royal family so she had to follow Allah <laughs> and you should act like a lady who's for a very long time been Miss on a mace so basically come in like a really really so what's the plan and you're going to tell him the following thing and Yav told her exactly the story what you're supposed to present. Fine. So this lady, she works with the plan, right? And just uh, you know, I mentioned earlier we have the and Chazal. Over the of That's the Raya that is an Isser of Rechitza, because. Those, in, uh, in uh, six a.m. We'll get to it in about. i stuff not. It's so I'll take that about uh, about thirty weeks. Okay, Bez Hashem. But uh, what? What do you say? I think it's a week. week. Okay, we put putting putting a plug for the, for the for the six a.m. Okay, so. Ah, now, the next Pasik is very difficult to read. Pasik says, The Isha Tekoyas says to the king, What does she say to the king? She falls on her face to the ground. And she bows. And she says, Save me, the king. Save me, your majesty, save me. So this Pasik doesn't read. She said to the king, she fell on her face, and she said to the king, Save me, your majesty. So, because of this, this pastor, what's the first Vatayma? What did she say? So, the Targum says, She came. So, this Vatayma really means she came, which is a little bit difficult. not usually how we write, you know, she came. So, the Radak brings an interesting chat from his father. The Radak brings from his father, that she came to the palace, and what happened? She so says, The first Vataymer, she said to the people of the gate. She says, I want to speak to the king. Vataymer Isha, what did she say? Ela She says, I'm headed to the king. Who she say? Not to the king. She said to the people at the gate, I'm here to speak to the king. And they told her, ach, you're not getting to the king. The king's very busy. What do you think, you're just coming to the king? So uh <speaking in> Haymrullah <the language> I can listen to you. There's a lot of people, he's busy, he's busy in matters of state. So that's what happened is what did she do? She came in and she bows down and she screams out, <speaking in> Hishia <the language> save me your majesty, right? That gets people's attention. You come in, you fall on the ground, and you scream out, save me your majesty. So gosh, she got the king's attention. <speaking in> the <language> now, the Barbanel, is different shot. Barbanel says that Vataymer is going back, Yoyev told her, it's a possek before, Yoyev says Vataymer isha Melech, the king, the lady told everything Yoyev told her to the king. Now we're going to go into the story, exactly what happened. she fell on her face, and now we're going to have the exact details. So it's really, you know, almost the the safe posik's in the wrong place. You know, the, the Babranel's chat is that's really the end of Posse Gimel. Yev told her what to say, and she went and said everything that Yev said to the king. Now let's have the details. Fine, Kitsu, what did she say to the king? Okay, we're running out of time. I don't know if we're going to have time for the story, but okay, we'll try. What's the issue? What's the problem? Why are you screaming out, save me? I'm an Almana, my husband died. I have two sons the two of them got into a fight in the field no one came to try to stop the fight and one hit the other one and then the other one in response killed him and now I had two sons one son killed the other son We got into a fight one of them killed the other one. And now all of a sudden, oh, my husband's brothers came. They came to your maidservant. They're saying, we want to kill your other son now because we're the guyel adam. We want to wipe out your remaining son. Now, the lady is very smart. She puts in, you know why they, they want to kill him. Because they have such a meridic, like it says in the ladam, they want to kill us a Yerush. Because if she's an Almana, she has two sons, one son's dead. If you kill out the other son, then her husband's entire estate goes to the uncle. So, of course, the guys they want to come to ladam. they want to kill the Yerush. The Kibbos, they want to totally wipe out my, my flame, my whole mishpacha Asher Nishra, Lebilti there's simli, ishi, doesn't mean nothing left for my husband. This is her prop. Now really we're out of time, but just that Barbanel points out the tremendous chachmah in this lady's story, which is really coming from Yayev. Right? The two sons obviously is a to think about the marshal. In the marshal, she's 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 not gonna say it yet, but this is Amnain and Avshal. So first of all, she says, where did it take place? It took place in the Sada. There's no Aden. So, there's no chiyav misa b'dei adam, so avshalom. There's no adam. There's no hasraal upon If there's adam, so you can't kill him in the regular Dine be'ezin. First of all, second of all, they were fighting. Something happened between them, right? Amnon started up. He was maanis tamer. ain't There should have been someone to make shalom. Well, why didn't someone step in? And she was to David that you could have done something about this. You could have punished, there was two years, you should have punished Amnon and if had David punished Amnon, then maybe Avshalom wouldn't have felt the need to take things into his own hands. So Eid Matzim, there's no one tried stopping it. And, and don't forget that Amnon started up first, he, he hit his brother. And it's only after all that, that 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 Avshalom went and killed him. So she didn't say any of this, it was all a story, but she set up the story with tremendous chachm in a way that was miramis to all the things that should be somehow be a swara to be more lenient than Avshalom. And she continues, who is the kol So the Mepharshim say that all of David's other family, they were all, oh, let's get Avshalom, get Avshalom, get Avshalom. And she's says, you know why? Because Avshalom's is the oldest remaining son. He's going to be the king. You think that such Tzadikim, they're so angry that Amnem is killed? They don't want to bring another king, another son back. They, they want the malucha, they want the estate. So she's Miramis also that the, the Meshbach is rating you on because they don't like Avshalom, not because they're so angered that Miramlin. So everything that was going on over here was really being Miramis to the story. But again, she didn't say anything yet. Tremendous Chachma. and for now, David has no idea. And we'll see the Hemshek by Hashem next week. Shkare.